Oh, cheers. I've only put my phone in rice. I put my phone in rice when I dropped it in the toilet. Um, because I used to have a habit of instead of putting my phone in my pocket, I would put it in my pants. And like when you know you have to wipe or something and you're you, in the public bathroom, and you don't want to fucking put your phone toilet. on there, so you put it in your pants when the <laughs> pockets are I anyway and <laughs> like more than once more than like more than like three times even um and the shitty thing is with me is like those things happen when i'm like the most sober the most awake the most cognizant is when i break things when i fucking lose things (laughs) whatever but no i really wanted to show you this because did you see the performance though i saw part of the performance I'm obsessed with this Windows <laughs> Media shit. <laughs> the bubbles. The stars. I move like this. She is! When I let my hips sink way, way. I feel like this. If Twix goes in, a, in this kind of direction for her album. I love like the tasteful duo inter, like inter. Um, so that was the eatery for today. Um, okay, I'm prepared. Maybe not, maybe not mentally or emotionally but i'm spiritually prepared for pop star twigs um do you think that's the next like branch she's gonna go into i think that her next album is definitely gonna be like upbeat like dancey pop um yeah did you see that she said that she's going she's releasing something this week oh my god and people are like, why would like, you tell me that on here? I need to <laughs> fucking breathe before I can think about that. Is it like a solo track or did she say like people are featuring on it? Um, well, she was like, oh, like, I think I'm going to release something this week. And everybody's like, why don't you love me? And she's like, no, not that one. Something else. <laughs> oh, my God. I love her for like keeping some of her artistry to herself. But like, fuck, there are some yeah. bops that are just like she, um, is Pendulum? Yeah, Pendulum is... What am I thinking about? Pendulum That's like, is on LP1. My cousin just sent me um, a track, but, like, she has so many unreleased tracks that are just, like... She has a whole album worth. Like, she did a whole tour. Um, she did a whole tour... Percolator. Of songs, of songs that she even, has never released. It's not, not even FK Twig. It's SZA. fucking SZA. <laughs> <laughs> Percolator's hot. Um, is that on S or Z? No, that's a that's a pretty old song. 
Okay. Yeah. Um. Uh, hi. Wait. We had. Hi, everyone. Thank hi. you for. <laughs> thank you for coming <laughs> back. Um. Quick shout out to Brian. They were on F. Um. On SZA and FK Twigs before any of these dolls were. Oh, any of these gremlins were. And I will never forget when you first played FKA Twigs for us when we went to, um, we're from the Central PA area. There's like a lot of hiking trails and shit like that there. We were freshly fried off of taking a shit ton of GBs on a, on a peak of a rock. And then we're all, when we would hang out with them, all they wanted to play was like trap music and like. I live for that. I'll go no, for that vibe. We, we were feeling exactly. That. There's nothing wrong with that, but like you and I, when it would just be you and me, that's not the music we were listening to when yeah. we were fried. So it was so funny when like all of our other friends were there and you played. I forget. Um, what's I forget which song. <laughs> I love preface. Yes. <laughs> and I felt like I was getting beat up in the car, and I remember just like. <laughs> being fully shaked but the vibe was not there because no one else wanted to hear her they they were they were afraid they were i like, was scared too i was just freaked out more than anything because i hadn't even heard bjork yet like this was so this is 2016 2015 yeah. even no 2016 and oh my god i first heard so i first heard twigs i first heard twigs in 2013 it was fresh yeah it was freshman year and there was this app called eight tracks where people like but it was like before Spotify was like Spotify um people would make playlists and stuff on 8 tracks and i heard ache and wow yes and it was like it was like the the year after we got into lana and then i'm on 8 tracks and i'm like listening to like lana esque type stuff and i hear ache and i was like and i had never heard like i had heard beer before i had heard radiohead and stuff um and my the dog's barking but um it's okay (laughs) um but i heard ache and i was like oh like she gets it in a way that like nobody else has gotten it before Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and she still gets it and she's still doing it um yeah and then lp1 came out the next year and i was like wow life-changing bitch no way afterwards yes we were in high school when lp1 came out Yes, it was uh, 2014, what? I think. 2014. 2014? When I, yeah, when I first heard her, all she had were the, the two EPs. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, that makes so much more sense now. Because for a minute, I thought that LP1 was just like an old album that you were listening to congruently. But, whoa, that even changes it all for me, too. Yeah. Because I thought that she took bigger breaks in between to make her LPs. And well, two- like... there. Uh, LP one and Magdalene are five years apart. But she came, she came out with um, Melissa in between that. Yeah. And Melissa is that great where I would consider it almost an album at that. Yeah. Just because um, I Melissa it was on its own. Melissa was the first um, FK Twigs thing that I had heard. Period. I watched Melissa the mini movie. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, that <laughs> I remember watching that and just like during my gap year when we were all hanging out um and just like we would just chill in my car and just talk about things that we wanted to do and I never felt like I had a visual like influence from it I felt like I was just referencing things but I wasn't like who's a person that like you know that I can be truly inspired by in a way that's like something I've never seen but I can also relate to and 
I've never had that until I saw FKA Twigs. Um, yeah. And FKA Twigs was just like, she was making these sad bops that were just like unheard of <laughs> in so many ways. And I remember being completely inspired. Um, I'm your doll. I'm your fucking doll where yeah. she's laying in bed and she's like a deflated sex doll and she's just singing this ballad. Oh my God. Oh my God. Uh, one, of, one of my favorite Twig songs. Well, like, there's like a 30 song list of my favorite Twig songs. But um, the entire <laughs> discography is my favorite. FK right, song. right. Um, but In Time, also on oh, Melissa, oh, oh. In Time goes nuts. Like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. that's one of my favorite songs of her. Um, I'm scared and, to get that on vinyl. It's gonna yeah. run the fuck down in like three months. <laughs> and last, because it's Patron, the perfect mix the of like ballads and bops. Yeah, and she does them both at the same time. She's like, she's gonna, she's kind of like Robin in a way, where like Robin is gonna like be dancing, but you're also gonna be crying. Crying. Yep. Yeah. Oh my god. Speaking of Robin, like that's an that was another. I brought up like visual influences and, yeah, I don't even think like. I don't even know if we still properly have enough influences and it's kind of intimidating just like us being queer um, people and queer leaders is like we want to create these own things for ourselves, but since we don't see a lot of representation I, I can speak for myself like I kind of feel like I'm not making art sometimes for myself it's for other people to like it's palatable for people who are not like us to like be inspired by it and be like oh my god I'm so into this um, and we're I keep and we're talking about FK Twigs, like, that's why I can't get over her. It's like, she's doing it in a way where it's about herself, for herself, and we're there for the ride. Yeah, um, yes. And, and, and like, oh what God. you were saying, like, she, she so deliberately, like, chooses to and to not share what she's doing and share what she's making. Like, I think about um, the cellophane video. And when that dropped, that was oh my in God. my in my personal life, that was a reset. Um, but like for like a whole year, she was literally saying nothing about music. She was just like, oh, like I'm on Instagram and I'm dancing on this pole. I'm learning how to pole dance. And we're all like, girl, if you don't get off the pole and into the studio, like give us something. Or into the fucking comment section. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you she doing? Was like, yeah, no, she was just like, haha, having fun. And then the cellophane video comes out and she's she's pole dancing and it's a beautiful video. And like when she was describing that process of making it, she was like, um, she was like, I spent this long learning how to pole dance. One, because like she's a dancer before she wasn't before she was a singer and a writer. She was a dancer mm -hmm. and uh, she hadn't ever learned how to pole dance. But she felt when she was writing cellophane and when she was producing cellophane she was like the only way that i can visually express this song and how it feels is on the pole so i'm gonna spend this year or however long it took her learning how to do that so that she could drop that video and it was exactly what she wanted it to be and then afterwards all of the fans are like oh sorry girl we were really bugging you but uh thank you yeah um, no she kind of she made us all eat our words yes Damn. I remember when Cellophane came out. I remember when the song Cellophane came out. And um, I was actually in a very happy place. 
Yeah, and when I remember song, where I was exactly. And when that's and when that song came out, like it was just like, like I said, she's perf. She literally will put you in her seat and make mm-hmm. you feel what she's feeling so perfectly. And you know, we have I have to give that to her voice. Like her voice does that, and the production does do that too. But like, oh my God, this woman yeah. just knows how to movie with her voice um another person that did that for me was kate bush because when kate but when i first heard when madeline showed um a a roommate of mine i don't want to name drop um when a roommate of (laughs) when a roommate of mine um my first roommate actually we would just chill in our living room and share music with each other and she showed me kate bush and I did not know a single fucking word that was coming out of Kate Bush's mouth when she was singing, but I felt every word that she was singing. (laughs) And the reason why I love those two, and it's so easy for me to put those two together, not in a, like, they sound the same kind of way, is they know how to just build a fucking set, use their bodies as the centerpiece for that set. There's no... FK Twigs has production now, and I feel like she's always had production, but, like, when you look at her artistry her visual artistry it's just a simple set with her in something and she's moving and she's encapsulating this whole fucking feeling like cellophane is just a dramatic theater with a pole yeah and that's it and there's cgi work in it too but like when you look into all of it it's so simple and it's just so simple okay simple kind of may sound rude it's it's minimal um yes and it's it's just oh my god it's so captivating and it allows the mind to like use your imagination and kind of bring a relevancy a relativeness to you rather than when you make it such a niche thing i think my favorite fk twigs music video though is home with you period and i saw i I had saw sad day with a friend um Mm -hmm. like i saw sad day like a month or two ago very recent for the first time and i since we're su- since we're both fucking super like Twigs fans, I remember when she was saying like, I don't have like I I don't I don't know if it's a song or if it's something, but she says like I don't have a superhero. I never seen a superhero like me. In a sci-fi. In a sci-fi, yeah. And sad day is like her like I feel like her commenting on that. She's making like these two. Yeah. black people like samurai fight each other and like i've never fucking seen that max i've probably seen that is like on adult swim as a cartoon version like yeah oh my god she is so transcendent that's like literally <laughs> the fucking word for her my favorite video sad days up there um if we're like chopping melissa up in time is there i'm your doll is there mm-hmm. um glass and patronus is, is it's a classic um, she literally but I, birthed the gays in Glass and <laughs> Like, not crazy. even joking. Like, she, out of chiffon and tool, these, this woman fucking birthed the gays. <laughs> a whole vote. come a out voking. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's power. When will Madonna? But anyway, um, my favorite... I think, and this is probably my favorite Twig song and my favorite Twigs video is um, Pendulum. And I remember junior year um, in my history class, I had to, we had to like share some sort of media, something about like slavery. We were like connecting something to slavery. 
And I wasn't really following the thing. I just honestly wanted to put everybody onto Twigs. So I showed them, <laughs> so I put on Pendulum. And, um, and I was like trying so hard to like talk out of my ass and say like, this is about slavery and here's why. But like that video is so cute, cute. But like that video is so <laughs> like cute is not the word, but like oh, it's so, so it's such a precious video to me because it shows how she's literally like she's tied up in like bondage, like but I've the never bondage seen this. what? The bondage is her hair. Like she has her hair braided and then the braids are so long that they're like tied up around her and she's like knotted and like hanging up in the air like a pendulum. It's so good because You're it kidding. expresses I'm not it expresses the song so well because the song is about how tied up she is in this relationship. Mm -hmm. um, and she knows it's not good. She knows it's a problem, but she's so tied up. It's, oh my God, it's such a good, it's such a good video. Holy shit, I've never seen this. Are you kidding me, Joshua? I've Are never seen it. watch it right now? We should. Also, oh my God. It's, she's just so direct with it. It's just like it's in it's in your face, which is why I love it so much. Yes, I agree. It's blunt, but it's still so poetic. Gosh, this song. Uh... <laughs> okay, we're watching Pendulum. Those are what lips look like when you put Vaseline on your fucking lips every night. Put Vaseline on your lips before you go to bed every fucking night if you're not putting it on every two hours <laughs> that reminds me putting on vaseline now <laughs> oh shit my vaseline's downstairs how have i never seen this oh she directed the video herself by the way <laughs> just throwing that out there this is giving me rocky horror <laughs> What do you mean what? Massive lips in the middle screen. Okay, yes. Bondage. She's so stunning. I'm about to start crying. Oh. <laughs> 
I've seen this part. What? Self-directed. The Janet Jackson blueprint. Wow. Wow. Does she eventually break out of them? I need to see this. A spoiler alert, no. <laughs> Cut it the fuck out. Go to bed. Go to bed. Oh, heaven be. What? Calm down. I just started my fucking morning. <laughs> and she's like, sit with this shot. Sit with this shot. Exactly. Hate this look. Yeah, I don't like it either. I do not. Those boots. The the hair is everything. The hair is everything. But no. It's a no from me. <laughs> Even the earrings, I'm not a fan. God, she's so pretty. She's so pretty. I'm sweating. I'm, I'm literally I'm sweating. sweating too. <laughs> I'm sweating too. That was a lot, but like in the best <laughs> way ever. Wow. Um, yeah, I think like the biggest part for me with that video is the hair and what she's doing with her hair. I, I, and I know exactly what you're about to do. <laughs> oh, I'm just putting music on in the background. Okay. Um. Oh my god! But, but I'm gonna also add a pendulum to our that's, that, pot that's what I thought you were playlist, do. which you should definitely stream. Um, yeah, we do. We're just doing season playlists. Brian and I spoke about this earlier, but yeah, yeah. we're just doing seasonal playlists. So we'll just add, and then, <clears throat> pardon, when we take breaks, um, we'll make you know number two, number three, etc. But yes, fuck yeah, let me add. I I I wish that I could express myself and like um. In the way that she like in the way that she does and how beautifully she does, um, and I get jealous because, so Twigs, I I noticed when we were watching the video that it was re it was released on uh, it was released on um, January fifteenth, and her birthday is the sixteenth of January, which I find interesting. My birthday is the seventeenth of January, so me Twigs and Pendulum are all fucking Capricorns. Um, she is the same birthday as Sade and Aaliyah. And I get so upset because I'm like, that's I wish the day. That's yes, the day. That is, that's a holy day. And I get so jealous because I wish that like as another Capricorn, like I could express myself the way that she does. But I do think that she gets that, that expression from her Sagittarius moon and, and how expansive, um, her emotions are and how, how Sag 
Sag Moons or Sagittarius in general go about expressing themselves. I think that she's so... The Capricorn pulls it back and makes it minimal while the Sag Moon is like... Like, an, a picture is worth a thousand words. She just needs to give you one shot and you feel everything that she's trying to say. Um, yes. I think the biggest thing for that video with the pendulum video for me is it's really the hair and like how the hair moves as like how the hair changes as the video goes on and we see her tied up and oh all my god different... she does break free what do you she mean? does she i know takes the braids out <laughs> i know and then she has the horrific outfit on but um <laughs> <laughs> the fucking but... it's like aluminum foil scraps when you are done cooking it and you have the little spare scraps and like little like tassels i don't know um i don't know what she was thinking but um like she was you thinking. see, you see, right? She was thinking. Um, I I couldn't read all of those words in that image. If you get what I'm saying, um, yes. but I love how I love how the hair moves throughout the video and changes. And we see her in the beginning tied up in all of these different ways. And she, the song, like she's saying, like I'm so lonely. I I've been so lonely trying to be yours when you're looking for when you're looking for so much more but I still am just trying to be yours and I'm tied up. And the like it's specifically hair, I think, and it's her hair because she's doing it to herself. She's tying herself up. She's keeping herself in this relationship that this man or whoever doesn't really care about, doesn't want to be in, but she's the one keeping it. She's the one trying to stick it through. Um, and then at the end, she's just she like gets taken over by it and she has that like metallic pool that she's looking to the viewer from. And then she comes out of it and the hair's down and it's out of the braids and she's just dancing because she's free. She can move now. Um, yeah. And speaking of like the album track list, um, Pendulum is like towards like the middle like end of the album. And to me, it's the it's the climax of the album. She starts she starts out the album like saying like all of these different things about how like submissive she is and how how much she gives. But then after Pendulum, all of the songs are pretty much just, like, her staking her claim. Yes. Yeah. I think Pendulum is, like, so I think it's perfect to go in the middle because it's kind of, like, a self-realization almost. Yes. It's so funny that the way you're talking about this, um, I'm gonna plug really quick. I just came out with an album in the middle, in the very beginning of this year. Um, keep me captive in there without even thinking about it is exactly what pendulum is doing um it's just like me like the first the first intro is like did your heart break in two does it hurt like mine too um and it's questioning like are you fucking thinking about this the same way i am or am i honestly tying myself up in all of my everything to just be heard and then that's why at the very end it says keep me captive in there but it's also you did keep me captive in there you know it's like i was held for so long but also like don't fucking forget me because you know lessons must be learned yeah and i think if i did have to say one um con about fka twigs music is that i don't really feel like and it's not even a con it's just it's kind of this uncertainty that i feel is like there's no really a resolution at all after the albums or anything like that, I don't feel like there's a resolved like feeling. It's kind <laughs> of just like this limbo that she's stuck in. 
Um, and I and if she's doing if that's what she's portraying, she's doing a really well job at it. Um, even with even with Magdalene. Magdalene like, ends with cellophane. Like <laughs> exactly. I don't think she intentionally is trying to end albums. To end them, it's kind of like you know I still linger and I still think about this. Yeah. That's why I fucking made an album about it. Yeah, exactly. Because like on Magdalene, like you look at, look at all, look at all of those songs. Like you have, you, you have Holy Terrain, you have Fallen Alien, Mary Magdalene, Mirrored Heart, Daybed, and she's like she's uh, one. She's angry. And this is a Sag Moon album. She's yes. jumping. Yes, she's jumping around, experiencing so many different things, and she's actually like she's done with this relationship. But on but then she ends it with cellophane and she's like, but like, didn't I do it for you? Like, <laughs> didn't I do it for you? Come on, like stop <laughs> the twigs. Let me breathe. <laughs> I love that this one that this episode has turned into just us gagging over twigs and her artistry. Um, yes, that's because funny, she needs it. Change the subject. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Um. But no, I, I don't. I also don't want to cut you off because I do think what you're saying is so true. And it is worth speaking about her, especially these artists who kind of like closet themselves in ways. Yeah. Not in a bad way, you know, just they kind of hide themselves. They harbor themselves. There's nothing wrong with. But, you know, us as audience members, it is appropriate for us to talk about how this is moving us. And um, I think she's properly moving me in ways. You know, our last podcast, we talked about a certain individual or certain individuals that didn't do that for us. And I feel like she's so cognizant of what the fuck she did and what people did to her and what they both did to each other that it, you know, I'm kind of eating my words now that I'm thinking about it. The, <laughs> the I why? guess the moral is, the moral is there. And although the sound doesn't end the way you would think an album's supposed to end, I think the addressing the topic, bringing light to it, figuring it out, decompressing afterwards, she does that. Yeah. In fucking nine songs. Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> eating those words back up. I think just sound-wise. I think just sound-wise, she doesn't close it, and it kind of leaves you on a cliffhanger, which I love, but also I just feel like a kind of like... After every time after I listen, I'm like, oh, I feel un- I feel unfinished. Yes. Like, she, she takes you all the way up into the sky or, like, into outer space, and then she's like... I'm going to go now and you're just going to fall back down. <laughs> like <laughs> She's like, I hope you learned how to fly on the way up here because I'm out. <laughs> oh my God. That's so funny. Um, I, my, another question I wanted to, I wanted to ask you two things. I wanted to say, did you watch the inauguration? And two, um, no, I have three things. I'm sorry. Did you watch the inauguration? One, two, Let's get loud. <laughs> Three. Oh my God. I wanted to talk about the vaccine and how we feel about it because, you know, I, I'm going to school for art therapy and um, working with kids. Um, I'm like, I have to. And there's a po- there's a potential for me to get the vaccine. And I wanted to talk about what are your thoughts on it? Um, kind of, you know, create an environment where we can talk about something that is so fucking contemporary and it's okay for us to be timid about it. Um, yeah. Yeah, but I just wanted to bring that up to you and see how you're feeling about that. Um, yeah, I... It is It is a timid conversation. Like, I have timid thoughts about it whenever I think about it. 
Um, I didn't really watch the inauguration. I did tune in. Um, well, first of all, everybody was live tweeting it. So like, I watched Hassan Piker's live stream because that is Hassan. If you're ever listening, we would love one. We'd love to have you on the podcast too. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Um, um, I tuned in, like, just at the moment where he, um, he took the oath. And, um, and then he was, like, giving a speech. And I was, like, kind of freaked out. Like, I was, honestly, it felt kind of unnerving. Because he takes the oath. And then, like, everybody's, like, sitting back down. And then they put up, like, glass shields in front of everybody. But, like, he wasn't covered by a glass shield. And I was like, this just feels off. And then like the stuff that he was saying, it just felt like, I'm like, okay, girl, like this was your whole campaign. And now you're just saying, like, you're just saying the same things. Like, it just feels very, um. Oh baby, we knew that was gonna happen. Yeah. We like, knew like, that was gonna happen. I wasn't really surprised by anything that he was saying, but I also wasn't really moved by anything that he was saying. Um, not that not that I don't think that like maybe there will be some strides and, and stuff will get done and you know whatever but it just I'm just like not moved or like rooting necessarily for this presidency um, oh baby good for good for you good for both of us because we shouldn't be yeah um I think before we started recording I brought up millennials to Brian and it was just <laughs> basically. Um, you know, talking about how we are literally only, like, four-year difference from some millennials, and, like, we, not even fucking two- to three-year difference, and, like, they are so separate from us, and I feel like when it comes to voting and when it comes to the polls and when I talk to a lot of people who are millennials, uh, generations millennials, and, you know, um, further than that, older than that, um, they are so party based and they're so red, blue, green. And I'm like, like, why are we so talking like that? Like, yeah. why are we still addressing politics like that? And then, and the reason why I get so upset and I don't entertain those conversations, it's like, didn't you just share like three Instagram squares about Black Lives Matter and doing all of this bullshit and all of, not not doing all of this work and all of that and like, I say bullshit because it's like it seems like bullshit when you talk yeah. like that and then you're bringing up parties and then you're like still trying to follow old democracy standards and practices and it's like when are you going to as a fucking citizen as a person going to be like this is it's not we working. need to change it's the old. and we need to change the way that we have conversations about these yeah. things you know when yeah. we talked about when we talked about the Biden and Trump election that's how we brought it up I don't think we ever really said Democratic Party, Republican Party, yeah. fucking all of it. That, if anything, especially as non-binary people, that just puts everything in a fucking box. Mm-hmm. And that's oh, exactly, yes. exactly. And it's like, no, because there are people on both of these parties that are fucking, that are doing some well-off things. And there yeah. are some people who are doing some really well-off things. Yeah. So, um, that was a great way inaugur- to say that. <laughs> Yeah, with the inauguration, um, I did watch it on on Hassan's stream. But also, um, while I was watching it, it was really nice to watch it on there because I got to see, um, you know, a lot of other like Marxist and communist comments. Not that I agree with them or disagree with them, but just getting to read these comments and see how these people are reacting to the things that people are saying, and um, 
that is what I, that's what politics is to me. That's what politics means to me is when we're on a fucking lot. We are in the future. Hi, we're in the 20, we're in 2020 fucking one. Like politics to me is watching a live stream of a fucking inauguration. And we as citizens get to fucking comment on it all together in yes. one fucking space. Laugh at it, not laugh at it. Target, say something, target a specific thing. That is what that means to me. And, you know, that's why even when I was telling everyone to vote whenever I had the opportunity to, I feel like even in ways I wasn't like being as expl- ex- explain- explanatory. Ex- I wasn't being as explicit as I'm being with you where it's like, yes, do vote, but also like realize that we need to like fucking radicalize the way that we vote. And yeah. yes. Um, I don't think I was doing that enough and I and you know we live yeah. we learn we're fucking 20 or 22 23 like we move and we learn how to have these conversations and um, I'm sorry that I'm low-key rambling but it's just that's fine it's also crazy because like people our age back then weren't even able to have like these political fucking conversations because it wasn't yeah it wasn't so the information wasn't so accessible and it wasn't so like I, in some ways it's kind of oversaturated mm-hmm. and we've had conversations with millennials you and I together yeah talking about politics yeah and it's really funny and interesting to see one their opinions on it and two how defensive people can get when listening to other people talk about politics yeah. this is also not just a millennial thing by the way now this is a general thing um and I think my biggest comment on what I brought up is please listen before you speak and internalize before you speak. You would be surprised how five seconds you can internalize a lot in yeah. the span of five seconds. And if you just if you just sit down for a second and think, um, you get to kind of see all of the cracks and holes that politics have. Yeah. Um, and like, it's okay yeah. to like, it's okay to be presented with with new information and be like and not immediately react to it and just say hey i didn't know that i'm taken aback by that or something i just need a few minutes a few seconds a few minutes or a few days however long it takes to just sit with that and try to understand that a little bit more and how i feel about it um but yeah like we we've talked with with millennials and even people our age and i think a problem that that genuinely kind of scares me or disappoints me is how um, people like identify with these parties. People identify with politicians. People identify with with the government or whatever. And that's yeah. like I understand. Like I understand there is a level of I don't even want to say the word like patriotism. Like I understand somewhat being proud of where you come from or being like whatever like happy to live in this country if that's how you feel i get that but you don't need to like but it's not like that for everyone yeah exactly exactly that's what the, exactly. that's what the main message is as an american is that it's like that for everyone mm-hmm. so which we also have to realize that message is a crock of shit not ever you cannot have a singular system that benefits everyone yeah it's not that's not how it fucking works Um, yeah and you know i think i said the last podcast i love lady gaga she's my fucking 
mother that's not my other mother not my biological mother but like that is one thing that's kind of fucked me up a little bit with her is like sweetheart do you not realize that you're speaking Ugh, i sounded so like fucking messy new york when i said sweetheart but like do you not understand how you sound as a white woman telling me to go vote and like vote for joe biden at that like yeah are you not and and another part of me is like we've seen lady gaga before this stage of lady gaga and she kind of laughed at everything that was that was going on in the media yeah and i and i want to say like is she also doing that to american politics like like is she she pandering is she being is she still being campy like is she like and i think she is like her fucking outfit her everything for singing the national anthem like she for was, her, t- she was giving Hunger Games, like <laughs> yes, she was giving Capital Realness, and <laughs> even before that, the Super Bowl, this massive event for patriotism. She sings the national anthem, does amazing, and then she does the halftime show, and she sings Born This Way, she sings Judas, she sings all of these songs that are not patriotic at all. They're kind of dissing being American and you know um so I just wonder but like at the same time it's like okay I don't know a time will always tell I guess yeah but I hope yeah I hope she's not like I hope with Gaga I hope that she's not uh she's not like not losing her creativity but just like diluting herself diluting it yes watering it down and I think I think when she tried that with Joanne, like, we, or me, like, people like me were like, okay, cute, like, good for you, Stephanie, but, like, I don't know, it just, it felt ingenuine in the way, like, okay, now it kind of seems like you're making different albums to just, like, target a different audience, and I thought that this was, like, to create, you know, Lady Gaga, Stephanie Germanata, and I just feel like now you're just trying to target different groups for a different kind of check. Yeah, and that's what it felt like. And, and then, if, but when and, she came, even when she born, came out with Chromatica, yeah, and A Star Is Born kind of feels like that too. But then I never thought about it this way until you were just saying that, like, like doing the Super Bowl, you know, campaigning for Joe Biden, and like being like the weird, like, jokey self that she was doing, like that she was doing with that, um, singing at the inauguration, even even doing A Star Is Born, where it's about her the guy that she's with is like a country star and she's trying to be a pop star and it's like i don't know there's something i do think that she's calculated i just hope that it's like calculated and i hope that we're not giving her too much credit that's my thing okay like i hope that we're not like putting more thought into it than she is (laughs) like that's what i'm saying yeah okay (laughs) yes um yeah I, I do agree. I do agree. She's just, she's another, per- I think the reason why I love her so much is because when someone asks me about my art or anything like that, I truly live in it and I absorb what I'm doing and I need to make something about it and that's why I love her. So I think she's definitely cognizant of what she's doing. Yeah. Um, but as I'm saying, this is politics, bringing politics into your stardom so strong and so firmly. Um, you're kind of playing with fire. Yeah. Um, and as we just stated, politics is not, it's, it's not the way we should be consuming it right now. So please yeah. tread lightly. Yeah. 
We even talked about fucking Lana Del Rey, for example. I was going to say Lana and should have been at the dam. She should have sang the national anthem if she was really got it. <laughs> <laughs> even, but honestly, I love you, Gaga, but like she was sucking fucking Biden's teeth. So that's why she got it. Like, or maybe she, she or maybe she him. already had it, and that's and why know, she that, had to suck Biden's exactly. teeth. Okay, that is tea. Yes, exactly. And I feel like even when I get there, like I will probably do the same thing, and I will not tell people my moves. But it's like, I want to sing the national anthem at the inauguration. <laughs> I want to sing the national anthem at the Super Bowl. I want to yeah. fucking do that. And if I have to do that, but the difference is the difference where if we were to do that, Brian is like. We are not white blonde girls singing fucking gay club bops. Yeah. So also what I'm trying to say is like, please be aware of that with who you are listening to because y'all are so fucking quick to read someone who is not a white person and read the stuff that they're saying. But when a white person does it, it's like, okay, no, we should listen to them and we should hear them out and all of that. And that is not okay. I don't care how many followers you lose about this sentence, but like that is why I do not listen to Harry Styles. And that is why I will never have the urgency to listen to Harry Styles. Because sweetheart, I know what you're, even Sufjan, even Sufjan, because girl, I know what you're doing. You know what you're doing. ¿Por qué tú no quieres hablar de eso? Why don't you want to talk about it? Let's talk. Let's talk about it. And then when you get asked the question, oh, it's why is that important? Why is that not important? Baby, it's, it's in, important. Yeah, that's why. That's Blood why you're orange. Being, that's why you're being asked. Because and then it's that's important. Why, even <laughs> exactly where I'm getting at is like because when I say that to people and I introduce that to people, they're like, "Oh, well, like then how do you feel about Blood Orange?" And then I ask them back, "How do you feel about Blood Orange?" Because I know how I feel about Blood Orange because Blood Orange has been addressed these situations, and he says, "I admire this art and I respect these artists. These artists helped me find myself." So I pay tribute to them and I reprimand everything that they've done for me. Like, I don't hear these other people saying that. That's why people are so quick to shit on Gaga and say that someone's taking her throne. Baby, no one's taking her throne. She knows who put her there and she will continue to say that and she will evolve from that. Yeah. My God. I'm so done. I'm so done seeing my friends, specifically my friends who are not white. I'm so done with seeing them give these white people so many passes in their artistry, in their direction, in all of that. It's like, come on. Come on. Oh, I'm heated. I'm heated. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we haven't even we haven't even talked about vaccinations yet. Uh, <laughs> um, you asked me how I feel about that. And that is like a that is a timid topic for me i don't really because i haven't fully wrapped my head around it about like i haven't fully wrapped my head around and that's how okay I feel. yeah um i never really give it that much thought but whenever it's brought up and of course it's being brought up casually now because we have shit going on um but i was thinking yesterday like i so i've already i've been tested for covid twice now negative both times but it is something that i am kind of like anxious about or like nervous of like getting especially like working in the places that like in the place that i work like i work in a place where like it could happen and my job could get shut down like it could happen and everybody would have it within a day like it's like that um 
Also, so, like, I think you and I are not in settings where, like, we can have other people, like, get us fucking groceries and do all of this shit for yeah. us and all of that. Like, we do have roommates, and I know our roommates love us enough to do that, but, like, you know, we're kind of on our own in that sense, so if we were to catch COVID, like, we're severely fucked. Yeah. Luckily, like, with my job, like, you know, like, we have we have different things worked out where, like, I could be off work and be fine, but um, it... I don't know like I was just I was actually talking about it with my boss um Sunday or Saturday or Sunday and I was like you know what I kind of like I think that I would feel relieved to have gotten vaccinated um just because I will I won't have to worry about getting it I won't have to worry about spreading it and I honestly don't like I know there's like the horror stories of like how vaccines have like affected people and blah 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 but and I'm a conspiracy theory queen, so right. I Right, and no, no, and I love, and I love a conspiracy theory. Like I am that same way, which is why I get skeptical, and which is why I haven't fully wrapped my head around how I feel. But I'm like, okay, but at least Brian, like, would you, would you at least like be okay, not worrying about getting this thing anymore or spreading it or like whatever? And I. But it's like, like big pharma is not set up for us yeah. to think like that. Yeah. It's not set up. For, it's not set up for us to think like that. But I want to keep hearing what you're saying. I just have to say that. Like that's kind of all I have to say. But how do you feel about it? Um, I feel about it in many ways. Um, you know, I have gotten my flu shot. I have gotten my HPV shot. I've gotten I've gotten shots before in my life, and um, I've only gotten the flu shot. I can count on my hand how many times I've gotten the flu shot because my family was very adamant on not taking the flu shot and um, very into, you know, natural medicine and all of that because my mother knows how big pharma works. She has, she was a farm tech for a portion of her life. I want to say like five or eight years, if not 10. And she got to see firsthand how big pharma is dealt and like, you know, these vaccines work for most, these medications work for most, but they're selling them in surplus and they're not cognizant of how it's going to affect the individual. That's one. That's one. Two, it kind of upsets me seeing specifically women be so, not adamant, but so like, yeah, of course I'm going to take, of course I'm going to take the vaccine. And where my mind goes, it's like, is Big Pharma teaching women to just take a pill, take a shot, Take birth control. Do it every day. Take the epidural. If it hurts you, it's going to fuck up your spine, but just take it, you know? Like, and I'm seeing these these women, like, be fed these pharmaceuticals from men who are making it, and that's where my mind goes automatically. I know that these are two different things, but also I'm Puerto Rican. Like, they fucking came to Puerto Rico in the 19 mid-1900s, and they came, like, 1970s, they came with fucking... They were, they were saying that it was birth control, but they were literally testing birth control out and, like, not making these women fertile. And, like, they couldn't have children anymore. They couldn't pass down a certain descent of being Puerto Rican. And then it completely changes our demographic and all yeah. of that. And that's where my mind goes. Yeah, of course. Um, And I've had this conversation with people before, and they are looking at me like why are you thinking that like why aren't you fucking thinking that are you the doctor that made this vaccine like why are you not okay with asking these questions and that's where my mind is going i'm not saying no i don't want to get the vaccine 
we we're gonna have to get it it's gonna have to be a thing where you know if we want to go out not go out like party and all of that but i feel like it will kind of be like an It'll id be, stamp yeah, almost yeah, yeah like yeah i got my shot here you know and that's it's gonna get like that um i just had class today and my professor said she was like um the world is going to change and if it hasn't already changed it's going to change to the point where the way that we work logistics and the way that we work as being in public settings and all of that and you have to be okay with being like you have to be okay with working with that yeah. and if you're not okay with working like that all you're going to do is be stressed and anxious and i don't know it's like the vaccine you you would think that the vaccine is the answer to it right but then i'm having this class and i'm hearing a whole bunch of students and they're saying that the pandemic fucked them up and made them super anxious and made them super depressed and all of this stuff and they're they feel uninspired and all of that and i'm like okay the vaccine's gonna stop you from covid but like those these are also things that big pharma should be realizing that all of the world is going through and how do they help those things out that is why i'm like the baby the vaccine is it's gonna stop that but there's so much more that needs to be figured out and i just don't want and it's easy for americans to specifically think oh we got the vaccine we're going back to normal yeah. no yeah no, nothing th- no. is normal anymore pre-march 2020 is a prehistory like it's that's that's dated stuff that culture is not the culture that we're gonna have moving forward it's already not we're almost a year into this like oh my god yeah we're really close to a year into this like really close only like two months yeah Two less, months and it's less a than year. two months now. Yeah, less than two months. It, yeah, literally. I feel like it started like the teens of March, the yeah. Ides of March. The, the, sh- the <laughs> literally, the first shutdown was uh, was St. Patrick's Day, pretty much. They wanted to like not have St. Yes. Patrick's Day be a thing. Yeah. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Could you imagine? Yeah. We would have been fucked. Oh wow! I remember literally right before. I think we should end the podcast on what happened right before COVID. Like, where were we right before where COVID? Where were we? Because I can specifically remember the last two days before COVID. Two days, but be- oh, b- sorry, not before COVID, before lockdown. Yeah. Um, two days before lockdown happened, I was at a fucking rave. Like, I was at a party chatting with people like, oh my God, do you hear what's going on? Like, across the world, like, people are fucking dying. And like... Yeah. It, apparently it's a pandemic and like everyone is like go- it, it's going crazy like do you think it's gonna hit us here and I, I remember people being like yeah it's gonna hit us here but it's not gonna be like that bad like we'll probably like know what to do before then next day i get my first mullet haircut i bleach my brows i'm going through a fucking quarter life crisis i don't even know what's <laughs> gonna happen the next day and then the very next day i fucking am taking a mega bus to go to baltimore to be with my mom for two months and it was just so but, crazy. It was like the before, way that before that you you were here because we were moving. Because I moved, I moved like the day that everything happened because oh my god, I heard I was hearing all of the whispers and everything, and I was like, okay, like if I'm moving, I need to move now because I will get stuck and I need to like be at my new house. Oh my god! Um, imagine if you were stuck there. I know, and um, I would force you to come live with me. And I, I probably would have. And, um, like, oh my gosh. And so, like, I remember, like, you came to help me move, and then we had, like, the. 
I remember I was working at this yoga studio and I was I remember looking at my phone. Work ta- never got a class. Wish I got a class. <laughs> um, but I was I was on my phone and I was talking to my coworkers. I was like, yo guys, like the CDC just declared a global pandemic. Like the CDC just declared like a pandemic here. Um and they were like, No way. And I was like, and at that time, like I didn't really register like what that meant or what that was. But um they were talking about the lockdowns and everything. Um and people were already like ma- like wearing masks and like hand sanitizer, washing your hands. There was already like we were already like taking measures at work even. Um, but yeah, then I I moved in and we had the little like last hurrah. I was like, this is a housewarming slash end of the world party, everybody. Uh, we had like ten people come over and <laughs> we had like ten people come over. And uh, we just, like, hung out and had, like, our last, like, hangout before the world was forever changed. My God. Yeah, I remember when we helped you move, and that was really interesting. Because I was like, wow, the world's going to change. Brian's life is going to change. And did. (laughs) And did, and I didn't even think my fucking life was going to change. As much as it did when I went back to Baltimore. But I just remember being in Baltimore, like being cooped up for so long that I was just like, wow, Joshua, your biggest enemy is your fucking brain and your mind. Like, yeah, we all have haters. Hi, haters. If you're listening to the podcast, hi, haters. Say hi, haters. (laughs) Um, But my biggest hater was definitely myself and my mind. And I had to learn how to work through that. That's what I'm grateful that the pandemic taught me. And, you know, I've you and I are both quick to say when someone kind of points out our flaws we're very quick to be like I know I know I know I don't know if that's a Capricorn thing I don't know what the fuck that is but you know we're, we we do that and it is be- it's because we do know but it's like when were we going to fucking finally put the, that knowledge that knowledge into like effect yeah. and I think if COVID did not happen that would not have happened with me i would have just continuously been running away creating crafts doing this doing that to just be like i know i know but that's why i'm doing this yeah and then when i fucking sat down with myself and i was like okay if you know this so well how do you change it what are you going to do to change it um and i did and i did and that's why i literally conceived and birthed my first album and I don't think if the pandemic was a thing, I think I'd probably still be in my fucking gasar, like writing my first album. It taught it taught me that like every day could be oh, that sounds so corny, but it's tea. <laughs> every day could be your last. And that doesn't even mean in a dying way. Yeah. That just means like, yo, something could fucking change right away that's going to change everything that you thought was coy and canny and posh. That doesn't fucking matter not anymore and I'm I, so, like, I've, like, I've literally had and I just want to add this I've literally 2020 was like such a life changing year like generally like in the way that the world works obviously but like personally like there were so many there was so much closure there were so many new beginnings there were so many things that I was just like girl like what are you doing like <laughs> I because I think that we had and I wish that the government or I wish that people would get on board with like another shutdown and like another like long extended period of time where we just sit with ourselves. We're just at home and we're just sitting down and we think and we just look at ourselves in the mirror and ask like, what are you doing? How do you feel? Yeah. Like, what yeah. do you want to be doing? Like, 
I, I think that that would be so important because that's how that's how the first one was for me. That's how this whole year was for me. Um, yeah, and I think, I think, I don't know if if you haven't gathered, we're American, but like I don't know how <laughs> it works in other countries. I don't know how cognizant they are of mental health and spiritual health, and I wonder if. How do I say this without sounding too like guidance counselor? Um, <laughs> I just, I that is a part of health, and the lockdown I think f- did that to everyone, even people that were not expecting it, even the people who fucking said we're having a lockdown for this amount of time. I don't even think they were ready mm-hmm. for the the revelations that were going to happen to them. Like, girl, look how many trans and non-binary people and queer people have been. Like, you know, people say they're Halloween, they're Halloween babies or they're New Year's Eve babies. Like the gays (laughs) say that. Like there's fucking pandemic babies now. Yeah. Yeah. Like this is major and we need to learn how to fucking talk about it and be like, we need to talk about it because I am witnessing in so many artistries and all of this where they're kind of just ignoring the pandemic happening. Yeah. And it's like, why are you doing that? Why are you being selfish? Not only as an artist but also with yourself like why are you just trying to like close that when you're literally living in it mm-hmm. and it's not even and i was talking to um my friend grace about it and she was saying like well do you think it's too soon almost and all of that and i'm like i don't think it's too soon to talk about how you feel in the present moment i don't think yeah. that's too soon like, wow <laughs> like i don't think that's too soon i think what's too soon is you trying to fucking produce a baby out of it and like do it really fast that's too soon but if you feel this moment and you want to absorb it and you want to express it, why not? Um, but with that said, I'm so glad that I'm not in school seeing a whole bunch of masked self-portraits. Um, I don't want to end the podcast, by the way. Like, I have so much more to I, fucking I talk about <laughs> for a second. Like, so that's where, okay, we, we talk about how we feel, right? There's that part. There are, there's a lot of us who are not. There are some of us who are. And this is what I have to say to the some of us who are. I get triggered when I see you as a non-marginalized, as a person who does not face marginalization the way that Brian and I do. And I see your consistent feed about protesting photos that you've taken. And that's what your new Instagram aesthetic is. That boils my fucking blood. That is literally like McGraw-Hill on Instagram because I don't want to see you try and be a martyr for taking photographs of something that you are now witnessing. You're witnessing it right now and you're documenting it. You're documenting you witnessing it right now. I'm not just saying that it's... Where am I trying to get at? I'm... I don't want to say that it's just a white person thing because it, it solely is just a white person thing. But also when you're going to these events and you're going to these contemporary movements and your fucking your sole purpose is to just take a photograph or or capture the moment or say that you were there for others to see why aren't you allowing yourself to see that why aren't you allowing yourself to absorb the moment and just be like oh my god this is like even me for example when i go to these riots and i go to these events for me it's like Oh my god, Joshua, there's so many cracks and holes within you. You need to hang out with more fucking black and brown people. Like, why aren't you fucking kicking with black and brown people? Like, 
and I don't have time to take a picture because in my head that that's what I should be doing. Yeah. I should be doing my work in my head. Like yeah. and I don't see people doing that. And today for example, I I had this not I had this this girl was talking about her being mixed and her like taking all of these pictures on on the protests and all of that and her documenting it and she kept on saying I wanted people to see like what I was seeing and all of that and I'm like you sound so selfish sweetheart like you sound so fucking selfish and you sound selfish in the way that's like you talking about how this movement this is what we're doing right now we're having a podcast where we're talking about things are moving us and how things are changing us good for us good for us but that's good for Brian and I it's good for you guys to also listen, but it's good for Brian and I. It only reaches a certain surface level. So when you're presenting such a radical movement to me and you're saying, this is how it affected me, all of this and all of this and all of that, and you're not even referencing like how this has been hurting so many people for so long, I shut down. I get triggered. I get... I just feel like it's almost like we still are on the stage for y'all to just look at and ponder now you're not laughing anymore now you're just talking about us you're not even trying to embrace us and i hope i'm not going off on my ramble but please you're you're allowed to ramble (laughs) but like please please be aware as to why you're putting yourself in the situations that you're putting yourself in don't just don't just it's so easy for us because we live in a technological world to be like how are others going to perceive how i'm perceiving this that does not fucking matter that does not matter what matters is how are you thinking about it how are you taking it and then you can make a fucking podcast about it and kiki with your girl about it like (laughs) in the meantime just be present and be in the moment wow i love i'm sorry that was needed no that was needed that was needed i don't i don't even you you said it it just and that's why I want to have guests on the podcast that, you know, don't have similar opinions of us. Like, I want to have, I would love to have a white person who takes photographs of the riots to tell me what they're thinking and what they, why they are doing what they're doing. Because, you know, I'm not saying that there's hate in their heart. What I'm saying is, is that there's ingrained systemic hate in their mind that they're ignoring and suppressing by taking a photograph of oppression for us to see and wallow over. It's a very complex thing and you need to sit down and you need to think about it. Just as much as I'm thinking about it and I and I started thinking about this shit in like 2015, 2016, it takes a long time. But it's not going to start unless you just sit down. Just sit down. I have to tell myself that every day, sit Joshua, down sit down you're high you're you're literally working i'm doing it right now i'm working (laughs) myself up you just need to sit down i feel like i've had those same thoughts i feel like i've had those same thoughts i've just never like i've never articulated it i guess that way but like it does bother me there's like a self um what is like i don't know what the word is it's like a self uh like saboteur like it's it's what they're like it's what they're doing and they may not realize it but it's like when you're when you're in when you're putting yourself in these spaces and then you are like trying to like share that you're there and you want to share you know like your perspective because you want to sh- like it's like a self- it's like a self-infringement almost like you're infringing upon like what's really going on to make it about yourself 
and it's like a yeah okay well like is that, that what you're trying to say that wasn't the word but that adds to it it's like self oh my god <laughs> like i can't um it's a it's such an easy word it's just like like it's I like wanna, a self-centered thing almost it, yeah it's it's self it's self-centered it's like it's i wanted to say like self-love but self-love is not the word it's it's self-centered um you're centering yourself in this predicament in this pro like in this protest in this in this photo in like you're taking a photo of a protester of a of a black person a black or brown person and they're doing this thing but it's your photo yes and that's fuck it's annoying it is annoying. It is annoying because... And I understand, like, photography being an artist, but, like, they're, like, read the room. There's a time and a place. And... There's a time and a place, and more importantly, your place as a person who is not super marginalized is to be the audience member yes. and be the ally member. I don't need to hear how you're having revelations right now because you came to a protest and you're like, wow... Black lives do matter. I don't want to hear yeah, that. I don't yeah. need to fucking hear that. You need to hear that. I don't need to hear you hearing that. You need to hear that. Tell yourself that. Look at yourself in the mirror. Sims. Sims taught me that shit. When you talk at you practice your charisma in the mirror. <laughs> when you fucking talk at yourself in the mirror and you're like, this is what's happening to me. You you either laugh at yourself or you're like, okay, how do we work on this? Like I remember during the riots, I would come home. I was not really in the best housing situation at the time, so I didn't really have anyone to, like, decompress with after besides my mom. But, you know, when you contact your mom, like, oh, I just left a riot, she's like, well, what the fuck happened? Like, and then when I told her we got tear gas on the highway, she was, like, even more freaked out, you know? So I didn't really have anyone to... Even you, like, the riots you were going through were completely different than what I was going through, which was completely different than what people in New York were going through compared to people even even Chicago were going through, like... So... I just felt so alone and I had to have those moments of self-introspection and be like, all right, Joshua, like this is affecting you. You kind of already knew that this was a thing. You not kind of, you've lived these kind of narratives that finally are being shared. Why is it hitting you so differently right now? Why are you getting even more upset than what you were? And I think why was because I was so cognizant, but I was like running away from it which is we as marginalized people do we run away from it because the world is not set up for us as marginalized people to talk about how marginalized we are (laughs) (laughs) like so that's why we suppressed it for so long and i everyone like when covid first started when lockdown first started people had hobbies people picked up shit people Mm -hmm. were doing things they were making things that's not what i was doing what i was doing was Honestly, I was beating myself up and I was just attacking myself in the sense that was like, Joshua, like, how did you know all of this shit? Why did you date the people that you, why did you date the white boys that you dated when you knew in reality they were going to fuck you up? They were going to mentally block you and hurt you. We talked about FK Twigs. That's why I said white boys. She (laughs) dated these white men who really taught her that she was suppressing her blackness. And like I was doing that to myself too during lockdown I was beating myself up and I was like Joshua you are you you're attacking yourself and these people are attacking you but they forget about what the fuck they did because they're you know they you live to, and you they learn don't have to think about it yeah exactly and 
I just, I'm so fucking grateful that lockdown happened. It is a very dangerous thing, and I hope everyone is being careful, and I hope that everyone is being safe. Um, because trust me, you can still have fun and be safe. Yeah. Like you can, <laughs> you can still have fun and be safe. I don't know how surprising that may sound, but I promise you, you can. But <sighs> I lost my train of thought. I was. So I I up. feel like I was so worked up. Yeah. No. I I always say this like to people in person. I've never really said it like uh like I guess it's funny to say like I've said this in person, but I've never said it in public. Um, <laughs> I've said when this we're in... literally talking to ourselves, but right. hey, you guys No, no, no. Hi. No, but I mean like what I'm about to say now is like I understand what 20 like 2021 was destructive in a lot of different ways in my life in a lot of different ways. Did but, you say you said 2021 or did you? Or, 2020. 2020. I meant 2020. Um, but at the, the same, t- I know the song is everything. But um, at the same time, this past year has it's been life changing in such a positive way. I've learned so much and I've grown so much and I've had so many different experiences, good and bad, that I've that I've learned from and that I've I've gotten better with myself at. I've learned so much more about myself, um, and I and I don't always feel like I should say that like on social media or whatever because it's like I see people really, really, really struggling, really, 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 you know, like dealing with death, dealing with sickness, dealing with all of it, like with with financial problems and yeah, like I like you know, death has been around and sickness has been around for me and um, financial you were like. Born to die. <laughs> and like this year has like this past year hasn't always been easy financially but mm-hmm. it was even in those moments where I was afraid or I was unsteady or I was unstable like I was still like learning just about myself and about the world and around the people around and uh, about the people around me and I wouldn't hmm. <laughs> I'm like girl do you want to say that but like for my say it. for my for my personal life I would not have changed anything that happened to me last year. Me either. Me either. And you know, I think I I caught myself being like, yo, people have it worse off. People have it worse off and they do. Thank you Joshua for stating the obvious. They do. And but for me it was like, okay, I'm so cognizant of that. I cannot keep beating myself up because all that's going to do is stop me from doing what I want to do when I'm just like it kind of is like this complacency thing where you're like I'm better I'm 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 better off than way most yeah right now and it doesn't allow you to you know reach that pinnacle so you and it's have also to, and it's also it's invalidating how you feel and I, I exactly feel like growing up that happened to me a lot and now I still kind of like I feel bad saying that I feel good or I feel bad saying that I feel bad because it's always exactly. like, because it's always like, well, you can't say how good you feel because this person feels bad. You can't say how bad you feel because that person feels worse. And no, yeah, that's not fair. It's not fair. But then, you know, clearly that's something that we all as people think about. So how do we incorporate that into our work? That's why Waterlines, my crochet store will always donate money to people always donate money to organizations that need it and all of that because it's stating that it's stating i have you know i have the privilege to make things and sell things and you know commerce off of them in ways but there are people who do not have that and that would 
that just want not even they have the they have the power to do that but they don't even have the space to do that they don't have the they don't have the the resources to do that so how do i as a person you know make that known and how do i change that and that's why you donate and that's why you fucking put money where your mouth is you know person in my class today said so the reason why i keep bringing up the class is because we had to present who we are as artists like we had to share our art and all of that what is our tone and all of that blah 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 and for me it was talking about waterline i talked about everything but when i talked about waterlines i brought that up and it was like i'm so cognizant of like there are people who have it worse off than me and there are people who have it better off than me how do i create that conversation and how i make it how do i make it known and how do i make a space where it's like fucking pay the people who helped you out pay the black women that taught you how to do the shit that you're doing like yo my crochet shit that i make i learned from this fucking jamaican woman on youtube and i will forever pay my dues to her like she taught me how to crochet and it's like why can't, why can't we even do that why can't we even why can't we as black and brown people rep like sh like share that with one another why do we have to it has to be our business it has to be our thing we have to be cognizant of this and we can't fucking share our wealth like and it's not me it, and when i say it like that it's not me coming for other black and brown people it's me fucking coming for the marginalized system that we live in and we need to learn how to baby that system's not set up for us so let's fucking create our own and let's make our own and let's do our own thing and they will tag along and they like they always do they always tag along i promise you they will always tag along just start now do not hold back that's why we're doing this podcast you do not hold back you don't stop you don't you don't stop yourself because of what your mind is telling you you have to keep going. You have to keep creating. You have to keep thinking. If you're not making, at least sit down and just think about what's going on, you know? Create a space for yourself. And I think that's where we should, you know, end this episode yeah. is we need to create spaces for ourselves. And that's and what just, we're doing with this do podcast. It. Just do it. That's literally, like, when I when I posted on my, on my Instagram of, like, hey, like, we have this podcast and it's out and you can listen, like... The, the first tag of the caption was like 2021 mantra like do what the fuck you want and that is to, to that is to mostly everyone but it's specifically to to myself it's I'm saying it to myself I'm saying it to you Joshua and I'm saying it to people like us oh yeah if you have something that you want to do whether it's a job whether it's create whether it's creative whether it's just a hobby whether it's you know going for uh, a friendship having that conversation having this relationship whatever it is if you want to mm -hmm. fucking do it just fucking do it just fucking do it but be safe that part but be safe but be but safe be, you, you can, can have fun and be safe you can have fun and be safe but seriously but seriously like do what you want and make it happen and be innovative this is a time of innovation we're learning how to do things differently learn it's all there the internet is yes. vast there's a there's a huge surplus of people that you can connect with hi you can I'm google right anything in your head anything in your head google was made for it yes like just fucking google it seriously just google have, it have fun be safe and do what the fuck you want yes and yeah and love your friends love yourself <laughs> yes and i i am at, i am at the end of my drink no i have way. one sip left let's do the one sip <laughs> All right.
yeah thank you so much for listening thank you for um, listening we've been here for a while so thank you if you're still here <laughs> honestly it was like a we finally did an hour podcast yeah, we, we can play the fk yeah. twigs things but um yeah. we did it yeah it was like an hour um thank you so much for listening yeah, we have the podcast we have the playlist we have, we the, have playlist. the playlist cement number one season season one that's what we're calling it so listen <laughs> um i feel like you all follow us typically so that's how you find out about the podcast but our ads are on there too um my water lines is in our bio and brian's change makers is on the bio yes so yeah get into it thank you so much for listening all right and we'll we'll talk to you soon